Let's get back to the action on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galanti with T. Frank Carr. It's quarter number three, and that means it's time to ask T. Frank. This is where we have T. Frank answer your Penn State football or recruiting questions. If you want to submit a question, you can download our app. And by the way, we've made the fix there for a while. Um, There were some technical difficulties with the app downloading it. It's back up. It's there for you. Download it. You'll see the button to Ask T. Frank there, and that's how you send us your question. The winner of today's Ask T. Frank segment, you'll receive a gift box from the one and only W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters. They're at 234 Calderway State College. 30 varieties of beans, over 25 countries, roasted with love and Happy Valley for over 45 years. Now what's great is you're able to order online your W.C. Clark's Coffee. Go to statecollegecoffee.com. Make sure you use discount code KSN at checkout for a nice discount. T. Frank, are you ready for your questions? I'm ready to go. All right, let's start with Greg in Arlington. This is good timing since you you had brought up NIL in our previous segment. Greg says, hey, T. Frank, I've been concerned that PSU recruiting would fall behind because of uh, name, image, and likeness. That doesn't appear to be the case, at least so far. But do you think my concern is legitimate and will it soon take effect? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. Uh, because let's look at it this way: you have two schools that you really like, and and the the thing you, I th- I don't think that NIL is going to be the determining is going to be the main reason players go to certain schools, because at least in the in the short term, the money is still in the NFL, so getting to the league is the main goal for all these kids, because every kid grows up wanting to play in the NFL, so. That is always going to be a part of the story for Penn State is the number of players they put into the NFL, especially at certain positions. But if it's a 50-50 of, let's just give an example, uh, um, you've got Notre Dame and Penn State. Similar schools, similar academics, similar success with Notre Dame having a little more high-end success, Penn State being pretty consistent and right there in the same ballpark generally. I think you wouldn't put Notre Dame in the top four or five schools, but you maybe put them seven and Penn State nine. If if you're guaranteed $30,000 to go to Notre Dame and Penn State can't guarantee you that because of the NIL, that's kind of an easy decision, at least for me, to you know get that money and play football and get everything you want plus money and you know some places are guaranteeing 50 already now some of those places also aren't sending players to the league consistently and they're not like the same level of current success so i don't think it's going to be a huge like you're going to go to a school because of nil unless it's certain situations certain positions and certain dollar figures and we could certainly get there eventually on a consistent basis but outside of that i, I think it's going to be a It'll tip the scales. I'll say that. And then Penn State, you know, they've got a collective going right now. As long as I think Penn State fans understand the importance of it and Penn State fans understand that this is their opportunity to help legally, directly, then uh, I think Penn State will be okay. 
I believe where they're going to have an issue is those players, the five-star players who are getting maybe six figures to go to a school. Right. Is Penn State prepared to compete? You know, a say a Micah Parsons. Yeah. Would Penn State be able to compete when there's teams maybe down south who are saying, you know, not, hey, here's a nice bit of uh, money, but a great amount of money. Yeah. And well, not even down south, but here's a state here, one state to the west. You know, it doesn't you don't have to go that far or you may be some Great Lakes state school has uh, some money to throw around because both be of those are realities. To- like Columbus or Ann Arbor, would you? Yes, I would imagine those places. <laughs> I'm not talking about East Lansing, so yes. But the I think the general uh, perception is in the South where those two teams are the elite teams of the Big Ten. You go to the Southeast Conference, there's probably six, seven, eight, nine, ten teams who would be a factor in this type of thing. Well, Tennessee's already changed their future by doing this. So that's one right there. But that's what I'm saying of schools like that and Texas, right? So I'll just call them out for what they are. Texas has not been a good program because they've had too much money involved. Donors have had too much of a sway. They've changed coaches too often, so they're not a good program that is consistently putting guys in the league and and winning and being relevant. So they're relying on the money to do the to do the work. Penn State has a good success track record under James Franklin. Um, and then if you if you want to look at Tennessee, same thing. Uh, you know, if you're guaranteed millions of dollars to go to Tennessee, great. But your your best earning potential is in the NFL right now. It doesn't matter how much they're paying you. You can get way more by going to the NFL, and if you derail your career in one way or another by going to the wrong school, that is still a factor. Now, we'll see what happens in the future if if certain schools and certain situations can, I wouldn't say match, especially quarterback money, which is getting towards $40 million in the NFL, but uh, you know, if you're paid from the time you're 18 until the time you're 23... That's still enough money for the rest of your life. And, uh, T. Frank, it's not just down uh, south with Alabama and Georgia, who we consider the elite of the Southeast Conference. The NFL is going to find you if you're at Texas, Texas A&M, LSU, Auburn, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Tennessee, South Carolina. So those teams are now going to be factors because of uh, the willingness to come up with the dollars. It's going to be interesting to see how how all of this shakes out. Let's go to Jimmy in Forest City who says, T. Frank, when a player decommits like Neo Avery, how does the Penn State recruitment of that player change? Do we back away, change nothing, or recruit the individual even harder? Does Penn State look for lessons learned that they that could help prevent other decommits. Um, so I'm, I'm speaking purely off of what my colleagues have told me and the experts in the industry and what I've learned that it doesn't change anything Penn state does, but it does change the likelihood of the outcome. So let's take Neo Avery as an example of a player who committed very early in the process and Penn state typically tells guys, listen, Don't commit unless you're absolutely certain because we don't want you taking official visits to other places. If you've made a commitment to us, 
we're making a commitment to you. This is it. This is this is where you want to be. And if you're sure of that, then go ahead and commit. And some players in the moment think they are, and then they realize they're not. So then it becomes a theoretical question. Was that player yours to begin with? Because Neo Avery wanted to go take official visits. His eye wandered, you know, and, and felt like maybe it's, it's not even a negative on him. Like, it doesn't have to be seen as a negative. It just has to be seen as this was a learning experience for Neo. Penn State's been through this how many times with how many players. So I don't think that their, their process or their approach is wrong. And they'll continue to recruit him. They'll continue to express that they want him. This was not Penn State's decision to um, cut him or anything like that. So they'll continue to want him. It's just going to be, at the end of it, does he say, you know what, I made the right decision initially? And, and just from the numbers, most guys, no, they don't. When they go, they want to be recruited. They want some of those other things uh, that come in the recruiting process of, of I don't want to say attention, but just, you know, getting to see other things, getting to see other options. And if you're a person that wants to see all the options after you've made a decision, you, you probably wanted something else to begin with. And I'm just, this is my personal psychological view of it, my kind of, you know, BSing about the subject and my thoughts, but... Yeah, I don't think again. I don't think Penn State is the is a problem here. I think their recruiting strategy is sound. It's just this stuff happens. And remember, it goes both ways. Just Penn State's most recent commitment, Andrew Rapalia, decommitted from Michigan. Yeah. And I know there were a lot more circumstances going on, but he probably always wanted Penn State, but it looked like the tight end room was full at the time, right? That's exactly what happened. Yeah, Andrew Andrew Rapelier wanted to commit to Penn State, and Penn State had four tight ends they liked, and they got all of them. So Ty Howell, gold star, but that created some problems, and and Andrew uh, committed to Michigan because there wasn't a spot. He probably felt hurt that it was saying, "Listen, we're going to take this other guy and not you." So he made a decision. But ultimately, he committed to Michigan knowing he wanted to be at Penn State. There just wasn't an opportunity. Then there was an opportunity. And some things happened at Michigan. So, yeah, that, that's how this stuff can go down. Um, so, yeah, it, it, Michigan didn't do anything wrong. They did everything right. They'll continue to do things right. But Andrew Rappelier wanted to be at, at Penn State. And there's nothing that Michigan can do about it. Let's see if we could sneak one more in here. Mark from Wayne, PA, says, and this came in prior to last weekend, uh, but Mark said, it's been a while since the last commitment. Yeah. Do you think that will change soon? And who do you think we should be on commitment alert for? I'm going to go, this is just a feel I have. Uh, there's this tight end from New England, Andrew Rappelier. I'm going to say <laughs> probably Sunday morning he's going to commit to Penn State. So that's my answer there. That's cheating, T. Frank. Let's go forward. I'll, I'll rephrase the question. We've only gotten one commitment recently, so <laughs> who do you think who do you think's gonna be next, or who should we be on alert for? I I don't I don't really I don't really know because there's a lot of players it could be, and and this is a this is a big time of churn where they're taking their official visits right now. So there's gonna be a lot of things that happen. So the guys that seem to be the most ready and seem to like Penn State the most. Tony Rojas, the linebacker from Virginia, is a name I'd, I'd watch. Um, he came out and told one of, my co uh, one of my co-workers at Blue White Illustrated that Penn State was his favorite school. 
Now, there, Clemson's in the mix. There's a couple of, I think, Virginia Tech's in the mix. So he's going to go see those schools. But if he goes, sees, goes and sees them, and then all of a sudden, they don't match up to what he's seen at Penn State, that might be the decision maker right there. Rodney Gallagher is very important to Penn State, uh, the receiver from the Laurel Highlands. He's going to go see a bunch of schools. He went and saw West Virginia on an unofficial. He's going to go see uh, Notre Dame, who, again, I bring up Notre Dame, NIL. That's important to Rodney. Penn State is the leader there. But any of these guys could commit or they could not. We don't know. And we have another linebacker, Josiah Trotter, announced he will make his announcement on April 15th. So yeah. he's another candidate. Uh, T. Frank, we need a winner. Let's go with Greg in Arlington, talking about NIL. All right, Greg, we will be getting in touch with you. You are our winner. T. Frank, thank you very much. That is it for quarter number three. Stick around. Quarter number four, we're going to talk more recruiting. Stay tuned. Attention Penn State alumni. Trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran need your support. Your alumni trustees have fought to debunk the free report and to honor Joe and Sue Paterno. And they led the charge on an unprecedented tuition freeze, saving students and their families thousands. Independent leadership for a better Penn State. Vote to re-elect alumni trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran. Voting begins Sunday, April 10th. Request your ballot at trustees.psu.edu. There's nothing better than following your favorite team on the road. Thanks to Collegiate Athletic Travel, you can get your chance this fall as the Nittany Lions fly south to face the Auburn Tigers. Take a non-stop charter flight from Harrisburg. Accommodation included. Not two hours away in Atlanta, but at the team hotel. Transportation to and from the game is also included, as well as a tailgate party at the stadium. Go to athletictravel.com or call 800-788-4414 for all the information. 